You're listening to The Wolf Street Report. I'm Wolf Richter at wolfstreet.com, where I tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. It's uh, Sunday, October the 1st, 2023. A big part of Wall Street and uh, stock market jockeys and bond market gurus and queens and kings have variously predicted, clamored for, or begged for a big, fat recession. This started ever since uh, June 2022. They want that big fat recession because it would quote-unquote force the Federal Reserve to pivot, to cut rates, to end quantitative tightening, and to restart quantitative easing, the good old money printing. And this clamoring for a big fat recession is still going on. The recession mongers have fanned out and they're everywhere doing a lot of heavy breathing. And it's still going on because bets on the stock market went sour. The Nasdaq is now down by over 18% from its peak in November 2021. The the S&P 500 index is down 11% from its peak in uh, January 2022. I mean, how could stocks be even allowed to drop? Stocks ran out of steam in late 2021 when the Fed started talking about higher interest rates, ending money printing, and eventually start the the opposite of money printing, quantitative tightening. And by the time money printing ended and the Fed hiked its uh, policy rates in March 2022, stocks had already dropped a bunch. They didn't drop because the economy was bad. Far from it. They dropped because money printing and interest rate repression had fueled this huge run-up since 2009. Free money makes all things possible. In 2018, the Fed gingerly engaged in quantitative tightening and uh, the S&P 500 dropped nearly 20%. So we know that works. Stock prices balloon under money printing and deflate under quantitative tightening. That has by now been established. This was uh, further confirmed by another bout of that in March uh, through July this year. In March, several regional banks collapsed, not because the loans uh, went bad, uh, which was the problem during the financial crisis, but because bond prices had plunged because market yields had soared, which uh, scared the bejesus out of their, their depositors, who then yanked the money out, creating the, the biggest, fastest run on the bank ever. And the banks were history in no time, and other banks were getting lined up against the wall to be shot as well. And so the, the Fed and the FDIC stepped in to bail out depositors, not investors. Investors got this Remembered. And uh, for the Fed, it meant throwing about $400 billion in uh, short-term liquidity at the banking system in no time. And that $400 billion in liquidity had the effect that stocks suddenly rocketed higher. But the Fed continued shedding its securities, and then it drained out the, the liquidity that it had sprayed at the banks. And this turned into the fastest quantitative tightening ever And by July, the show was over. In August, stocks fell, and in September, they fell even more. This stock market rose from 2009 to incredible highs in 2021, fueled by money printing, many trillions of dollars over the years, and a near zero percent policy rates. This was a global phenomenon, with all major central banks doing the same thing, money printing and interest rate repression. But then the worst inflation in decades kicked off in 2021, and uh, eventually central banks responded to put a lid on it. And, And so here we are, massive global QT and much higher rates, 
promised for much longer. The Bank of Japan is the only exception and the US economy is still plugging along just fine. At these astronomical levels of the stock market, still astronomical despite the decline so far, stock prices cannot handle quantitative tightening. Stocks had been driven higher by money printing, and now we have the opposite, global quantitative tightening, and stocks are heading lower. That's why Wall Street is clamoring for a big fat recession. They're hoping it would force the Fed to end QT and restart QE, but uh, the Fed is battling inflation and it now has also figured out possibly uh, what its asset purchases, its money printing orgy have accomplished and it lost its appetite for it. And uh, bets on the long-term bonds have turned horribly sour. Just look at long-term treasury bond funds uh, to see the carnage. Those were marketed as a conservative yield investment. The iShares 20-plus year treasury bond ETF with uh, the ticker of TLT is down nearly 50% from the peak in August 2020, which marked the the peak of the 40-year bond bull market, which had turned into a bond bubble. Since then, bond yields have risen and bond prices have fallen. Back in mid-August 2020, the government sold 30-year Treasury securities at auction at a yield of 1.4%. Now the 30-year yield is 4.7%, and those 30-year Treasuries that these investors bought back in August 2020 have now lost about half the value in the market. Investors won't have a capital loss if, uh, if they hold these securities to maturity uh, in August 2050, and uh, they'll collect 1.3% in interest every year along the way. But if they try to sell today, they will lose 50%. New investors might like to buy those bonds because now they come with uh, much lower prices and a nice 4.5% yield, but investors that bought those bonds three years ago are now getting crushed. At the same time, short-term treasury bills have gotten very popular with the high yields now at around 5.5%, and uh, they're a small downside. But investors in long-term treasury securities and and corporate bonds, they've gotten crushed. For bond fund managers, this is a horror show. That's why they're clamoring for a big fat recession. They want the Fed to cut rates and end quantitative tightening, and they want the Fed to restart money printing so that the bond funds can recover. But the Fed is fighting the worst inflation in decades, which was in part caused by the Fed's own monetary policies of years of money printing and interest rate repression. Commercial real estate acts the same way as bonds. When yields rise, prices of fixed income instruments and commercial real estate fall by definition. That part is inevitable. Commercial real estate is in trouble. CRE investors are losing their shirts, just like holders of long-term bonds. Landlords face suddenly much higher interest rates that make their variable rate mortgages economically infeasible and that make it impossible uh, to refinance a maturing fixed rate mortgage because the current rents won't cover the, the new interest payments. So landlords have walked away from the mortgages and, and let creditors have those properties uh, and the losses. And uh, as we're finding out on a daily basis, many of these lenders are investors in commercial mortgage-backed securities and mortgage REITs rather than banks. 
Landlords and lenders in the office sector have the additional issue of the rug getting pulled out from under the office towers by working from home and the, the corporate recognition that they don't need all this office space. A stunning amount of office space in central business districts is now vacant and available for lease or sublease. In a bunch of cities, these availability rates are near or above 30%. Investors in shopping malls have been in trouble since 2017 due to the ongoing brick-and-mortar meltdown, as I've called it since then, uh, brought on by Americans switching massively to e-commerce for their shopping. Landlords have walked away from numerous malls, letting lenders Again, mostly investors in, more, in, in commercial mortgage-backed securities rather than banks take the losses. Even the biggest retail landlords, Simon Property Group and uh, Brookfield, have walked away from malls and Westfields is getting rid of its entire portfolio of malls in the United States either by walking away or by selling them. It got that process started by walking away from two malls in Florida in 2020 and 2021 and has continued since then. But don't blame the economy. Bonds and stocks are not dropping because the economy is bad. The economy has been muddling through at, a, at about the pre-pandemic pace, and, uh, and in the third quarter, it, ha- it appears to have picked up some steam. Unemployment rates and unemployment claims are near historic lows. Tech hiring resumed despite the, the breathless news coverage about layoffs that sort of fizzled out early this year. Consumers have been surprisingly eager and able to spend money, and, and they're out spending inflation despite much higher interest rates. They've gotten the biggest pay raises in 40 years, and they're working in record numbers, and uh, they're now earning lots of interest on their trillions of dollars in CDs, savings accounts, money market funds, and uh, treasury bills, and they're spending money hand over fist. I've been calling them uh, the drunken sailors all year. Businesses are investing and spending, and the government is perhaps the biggest drunken sailor of them all with its gigantic $2 trillion deficit spending during what are the good times. So the economy has been plugging along at a pretty decent pace and it seems to be accelerating. But prices of stocks, long-term bonds, and commercial real estate have dropped. They have dropped because there has been an epic change in the regime of monetary policies. For uh, stocks at these still ridiculously high levels, QT is toxic. Stocks need money printing to rise from here. They, they got $400 billion this spring from the Fed, and a stocks jumped. And then the Fed drained these $400 billion back out, and it drained another $300 billion plus out since then. And it continues to drain liquidity and shed assets from its balance sheet, and stocks have been swooning since early August. There is a direct uh, connection between asset prices and money printing. And uh, a lot of QE for about 13 years off and on inflated stock prices beyond recognition. But even modest amounts of QT, as we've seen in 2018, caused stock prices to tank. Back then, inflation was at or below the Fed's target. It was easy for the Fed to end QT. But now there is a lot of inflation 
and the whole game has changed and all prior assumptions are out the window and now there is a lot of QT and so stock prices are deflating and other asset prices are deflating and there is no magic here. There was no magic in the run-up of stock prices either. It was QE and now there is QT and it's no magic either. Those are the fundamentals of the stock market now. QE or QT until stock prices get down to some reasonable level when other fundamentals start playing a role again. Thank you for listening to The Bitter End. I'm Wolf Richter at WolfStreet.com where I tell the stories behind business, finance, and money.